0: Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 15 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon, I am your host, and I'm also here with Eric. Hello. And Dave. Domo. And this is a podcast (laughs) where we go and explore the different worlds across movies and video games and TV shows. Today, we're going to be going into a world that was actually a manga, but it was also adapted into an anime. And we can even get into what the differences there. Uh, what, what's cool, though, is that the, the, the creative lead for this uh, was in charge of both the anime and the manga. Um, we we're talking about Akira or Akira. But we'll probably say Akira because we're lazy Americans, and that's just how we've <laughs> always kind of said it around here. Um, before we get too far, though, I saw Akira a long time ago, probably like 25 years ago. Eric or Dave, did either of you guys see this? No, right? This is fresh? No.
1: No. I mean, I've I've known like the uh, cultural significance of Akira and how it's influenced m- a lot of stuff um, in pop culture and anime and, you know, cartoons and all that, movies. But no, I've never seen it. This is my first time watching it.
0: Okay. Not even like any clips?
1: Nope. I've seen like GIFs of like the iconic like bike slide and everything, but that's about it. Yeah, what about you, Dave? I came in I came in blind.
2: I was just completely completely blindsided by this one.
1: The only thing the only thing I knew about it was the cool motorcycle. Uh, it was pretty it was a pretty damn cool motorcycle, I'll give you that. But That's the only thing I knew about it.
2: After seeing it I can definitely see a lot of references yep. to this movie in a lot of movies and a lot of other stuff. It's
0: so. like um it's like when they say once you see it you can't unsee it and this movie, which mm-hmm. came out in 1988 uh, mm-hmm. it's it's mind-boggling you know how they kind of say like oh they this movie influenced this movie did not only influence it's been ripped off. It is insane how much this movie has influenced uh, everything oh, yeah. from video games to movies. To hip hop. Well, I posted. It's crazy. I posted that uh, video
1: in the Discord of like the homage to that bike slide scene. There, yeah, was talking about. and that it was, was like sweet. it was like thirty different clips of like cartoons and movies and anime. There was like um, a clip from like the Batman animated series. Yeah, Teenage Star Year, Wars, Ninja Turtles, Clone Clone War, like animated, all Star Wars. Yep. Yeah,
0: it was in uh, Unreal. There's, a, I think, I even saw something in like Final Fantasy VII that may have done that scene too, which also was a huge. Fan of Akira. Um Oh yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're I think we're all excited to talk about this one. This is like one of those big movies that a lot of people are aware of but never seen. Hopefully, we can shed some light on like, what we thought of it. Um but before we do, let's catch up real quick on what we've done since the last episode. So, we'll start with Dave. What's going on on your side? Um same stuff as usual. Um
2: been going through flashback a little more, been liking my time in there. Um kind of chugging along in there. Then going through uh more of the ascent, which has kind of captivated me. I don't know. Now that we're talking about, you know, dystopian futures and stuff like that in Akira. So in the, kind of in fit the right in with mood, what we are talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Mean, I was playing it even before then, but like, I don't know. The game, I had to turn it off for a little bit because that probably crashed like Four times on me in one play session, and it takes a while to load up, so it's getting a little aggravated. Almost threw it down and stopped. But uh, once you get into the main story, things start to make a little more sense, and you know you're starting to get a little bit more into the world. Um, How is a couple the story when I
1: the what I played through the story was kind of weak. I don't know. Does it get better in the later game?
2: Yeah. So like the Ascent Corporation, like it's basically like all the corporations are fighting over like control of certain aspects. So they're like messing with each other and you got to go mess up this group of people. And then, you know, they come and they steal a whole bunch of people from your tower and you're basically trying to, I don't know. I want to say like dystopian gang warfare, but it's, it's kind of pretty close to that, but uh, getting to the point where, you know, uh, a lot of the, Like, what gun you use for certain situations is making a difference, and you know, you got your shotguns, and your hand cannons, and assault rifles, and all that stuff, and you start to level those up individually, which is pretty cool. Um, Some of the side missions are really tough. Like, it's the ones you get right in the beginning, like you, you may not be able to do for a little while until you go through, like, a chunk of the main story. So, I've been trying to work my way through the main story. I hit a I hit a stopping point the other night where I couldn't I was having a little problem with a mech boss that was just ruining my world so went and wandered around a little bit in there just to level up a bit Um, now one game that popped up oddly enough uh, one of the kids got back from summer camp and they were playing dance central there and made me bust out the old 360 with the connect
1: oh the connect and here we go
2: the the connect has been a big hit in the house for a seven-year-old and a four-year-old like it kind of fits perfectly so a lot of happy action theater with kids jumping around the living room and jumping up on couches and doing stuff and it's kind of cool because uh i don't know it keeps it keeps them moving around and they're not just sitting in front of the TV trying to watch YouTube all day, but fruit Ninja on 360 was this one's been going into steady rotation this week. Uh, nice. A lot of those games. I don't, I don't think our Xbox one, uh, like compatible, which is a little weird dance central. I kind of figured because all the, all the music has got to be, you know, licensed for that specific platform or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I had to hook up Dance the old Central.
0: One. Might not work on my Xbox One. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it's a sad day, but darn oh it. no, oh, that licensed oh, music! Oh my goodness, darn! So yeah, <laughs> sorry,
2: uh, no Lady Gaga for you. The but...
0: Retro Dave over here. <laughs> playing
2: flashback and dance can I, I didn't even i didn't see that one coming but
0: yeah well you're the guy who has um made your own like raspberry pi uh arcade cabinet kind of thing at home yeah. too so you're definitely I joke but you're actually a retro yeah, guy yeah, yeah. this is why dave likes the television F, <laughs> by the way oh that is a whole
2: different story this week oh boy man that uh, one that one got a kick oh uh, maybe this week. maybe
0: we can yeah uh, we'll got, talk about yeah, that. The, and delayed do, again or something? It got
2: delayed again, and then I got like a like a s we're sorry pre order thing today, which is like, hey, you can go load download what does Tommy do the the video game orchestra? You got like you get all these albums of video game orchestra. Sorry for the delay. I'm oh, like, Oh wow, well, that's that kinda, is lame. That's kind of a yeah, it's kind of cheap, but whatever. Um That's too bad. Yeah. We watched Ghostbusters over the weekend, and uh, they were on the arcade machine behind yeah. me. There were some Ghostbuster games going on this week, but those are those are old and uh, kind of crappy, let's be honest. Um, but the last game I played this week, and that was just today, and thank you, Jeff Bacalar, has been Monopoly Deal, which is a, <laughs> card, a card game. Uh based on monopoly it's not It's loosely i guess you know it's got the monopoly theme to it but it's like you're trying to collect cards and put down three collections of properties basically and you're charging people rent and you know stealing people sets of cards or stealing individual cards from people and it's it's nice because it's like ages eight and up so it's pretty easy to pick up and if you're playing with like three people you're probably looking at like 15 to maybe 20 minutes to play a game
1: so it's just a card based version of monopoly like without the board and all that stuff no
2: yeah yeah yeah, just cards so you like pick up five cards you might have like some money you can put down in your bank for when people try and charge your rent or you put down properties and you know you stack up your properties but then you get the action cards where you can steal other people's properties or you can charge them rent and basically you can either take their money or if they don't have money you can take their pro- they can give you properties instead hmm. but you're basically just going around in a circle you know draw two play three uh, trying to get three sets of cards basically and it's a good it's a good kind of I guess uh, a little smash and grab kind of game where you're trying to put down stuff and you're screwing over other people and going back and forth and it was I mean it's like eight bucks on amazon so it's definitely a good deal definitely if you got little kids it's definitely a
0: good quick good quick game way better than playing regular monopoly. entertainment for kids that's under ten dollars i think is always worth at least trying mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you play it one time i can't you know? imagine getting uh oh, no, that's cool i can't imagine getting what do
1: you have a four-year-old and seven-year-old or whatever them to it's play actual monopoly
2: like seven-year-old
0: yeah, imagine. the seven-year-old
2: got it, but the four year old now still a little over their head. But um like we played Monopoly Jr. and even that is just like, yeah, can we Too please much. get this over with? I, I want to yep. be done with this. It's got that learning curve where like, yeah, like the first half hour is fun, but after that, like I just want to stab my eyeballs out and flip this board over. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh it's it takes I, all I of that like, out.
2: Pff- thankfully.
0: I was gonna say it takes like to like about age six ish for them to kind of grasp board games and yeah. perform well in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there's some that are like you know, like Candyland, it's it's really Simple just ones. play the card and move forward. Yeah, so you can start around a four or five, but um, six is when they can actually like play like sequence. and. I could
2: like- see playing this with like other like adults and you know, it being a good time, and you know, you're not gonna play it all night. You know, it's good for you know a couple rounds, see how it goes. People probably get into it, probably start yelling at each other. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Heard it on heard yes. it on the bombcast. So I took it, took the recommendation to heart and uh
0: and grabbed it. So what are you cool. doing That's talking about, about other podcasts on your hey, own podcast? You hey. gotta <laughs> I know I'm all about it you, a, you gotta dip in. No, it's oh, like we're yeah. all in this together. Uh, what about you
1: Eric Um, hasn't been much for me this week I haven't I haven't been playing a ton of games lately I've been I played a little bit more uh, GBA stuff some minish cap played that Harry Potter game I was talking about but a big thing I played was split gate the new hotness
0: Uh, I don't know Mm. if you guys have heard this heard about this one I told you guys about a little bit I did I didn't grab me. Yeah, I'll play it again though. I played it by myself, and you know, I was like, meh.
1: But so it's so weird because yeah, give me
0: the elevator pitch. I
2: don't, I don't know anything about this. Really.
1: Well, one thing to note is that I'm. I mean, I'm not a first person shooter guy, as you guys know. Um, but <laughs> losing this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the first FPS that has grabbed me in years that I've actually want to keep playing. Um, okay. So basically. The very reductive version of this, Dave, Peace. is basically Halo crossed with Portal. Um, okay. So you have Halo gunplay and game modes. So you have like Oddball, you have Team Deathmatch, yeah, Shoddy Snipers, all that. It stuff. It is that.
0: It is that. And that <laughs> it is that. So yeah, that's a good way to break it down.
1: Yeah. So it's Halo gunplay and the you know the game classic game modes. I wouldn't say. I mean, they are basically ripped off straight from Halo. Like they're all the classic game modes from Halo. But then yeah. the wrinkle here is that you have a portal gun attached to your arm, um, and you use it's just like the portal game. Yep, the yep. There's the, the one that you go into, and the one you go out of. So you have which is
0: super cool. So you
1: have obviously on your left and right triggers your normal gun controls, and then on the left and right bumpers is where you trigger the portals. So left bumper, left bumper, left bumper will open a purple portal. Right bumper, right bumper. Why can't I say that fucking word? We'll open a yellow (laughs) portal. um, And then so you can basically you can line up cool shots. Like say you're across the battlefield. You can shoot these portals like all the way across the battlefield. So if you see someone on the other side of the map, you can shoot a portal right next to you. Shoot one next to someone on the other side of the map and shoot them through the portal. And then can you you shoot? Can you use your teammates portals? You can. Yes. Okay. And you, and go you can use the enemy's portals, yeah, you can, but oh. the only thing... And, yeah, and you can... Sh- the only thing... With, you can shoot things into you, them, I believe. Yep, you can shoot things through it, but you can't see through them. The only ones you can see through are your own portals. Okay. So that's an important oh, thing true. to know.
0: Um, and it's like Portal, the game, where, like, you can't put on any texture. There's, like, certain texture that right. you're locked to It's like these it grid textures
1: use. that you could, you know, it's really obvious of what, you, what surfaces you can put the portals on. But it has that same like portal physics um where if you put a portal like on like a slanted surface that's high up and then if you jump down into one from a you know a high height you'll get that momentum and keep that momentum (laughs) through the portal so you can do like crazy like super jumps across the map um yeah that's pretty neat yeah so i had some kills last free to play yeah free to play it's in beta right now um it's been i think it's been kicking around for a couple years on pc it just The big reason it's kind of re-emerged is because it got released on consoles so everybody's kind of checking it out now um but yeah you can do really cool like last night like i said you put a portal down like a floor beneath you and then put a portal like over here jump through it and then you're like flying through the air and you have a jetpack too so you can hover in the air for a couple seconds so i went through the portal jumped up and then like got a headshot on someone came down shot someone ran through a port, like it's, it's really cool. Um, but it's, you have to kind of train your brain out of that like normal FPS because you, you have to make sure you're thinking about the portals and the shooting at the same time. Cause like, yeah, you can just play it as a normal first person shooter, but you're not really getting the most out
0: of it if you're not using the portals. It didn't grab me you know? that much when I played it initially. And I know it's not like a AAA game made by like a, like a, like a legit, team or whatever it was impressive what I played but it was um what was cool was uh one of those moments and I think this game what's unique about it is like these moments that only this a game like this could create where I knew somebody was chasing me and I was low on health and I shot a wall and then I ran past it and then I shot another wall and I ran through that knowing that if I go through this I'll be behind him now and then I can, sh- and I was like, exactly. that was really cool. Yep. Cause like I, you can set up plays that you can't do in other games, you know, or like you got to crouch, you can lay down, yep. you got to dodge, you got to whatever, you got to be ready to kind of, when he comes around that corner to get him. But this game introduces a whole new dynamic where I can just set up a play and then, like, be behind him, or fall from above, or, or whatever, you know, or make him think I went through a portal. There's, it, do, it is kind of cool. Like, there's a layer of strategy that this game's offering. Um, I'll go back and play it. I mean, shit. Maybe after we record this episode, we'll uh, sneak in some some games. What was it called again, Eric? It's called Split Gate,
1: all one word. Um, I'll, I'll, another anecdote. I had a really, really cool moment last night. Um, I was playing Oddball. Um, and if you don't know what oddball is from Halo, basically, uh, there's this ball and you score points for your team by carrying it around for the most amount of time. And whenever the ball carrier gets killed, they drop the ball. Someone else can pick it up. Um, so I was the ball carrier, um, and you can make, you can shoot portals while you're carrying the ball. And I, it was like this corridor and I made like one portal at the beginning of the corridor, one portal at the end of the corridor and I was just looping around, and, like, nobody could catch me. And, like, I would loop around behind them, and if if you melee them with the oddball, it's an instant kill. So I would go around behind them, kill one person, kill another person. I got, like, six kills. I got a killing spree of, like, six kills until (laughs) finally someone got me, but I was holding on to the ball for, like, a minute straight, and it was just, it felt so good. got to catch
0: me if you can. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So, like, those are the kind of moments in that game that you can create that are just really fun. Oh, the portals definitely make a a big difference, and the gunplay feels good too. Like, it's not like it's shitty gunplay, and the only thing is the portal. It it's good. It feels good, um, and it has a little bit a hint of like that Overwatch flavor, mostly with like the design elements, the designs of the gun, and like the the sure. uh, like sure. text and menus and stuff. There's a little bit of that, but. It, the the simple reductive way is just halo cross portal and if you if that sounds good to you then give it a <laughs> shot
2: that sounds pretty cool
0: i mean it's free for the love of god just um, play it you know like make your own decision uh i thought i was okay right I'll, I'll, i'm down to go back and check it out again i kind of judged it a little too harshly um but you're selling it to me was that it what else did you uh, yeah. uh do yeah that's it for split gate um
1: this one, the only other thing, really, is something we all played together, and that was the Back for Blood beta. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, uh, yeah. Left for Dead that that people made a new game. Basically, Left for Dead three, if you want to look at it that way. Yep, it's Turtle Rock Studios, the guys who are behind Left for Dead, and Evolve, if you remember that uh-huh. one. Um, uh, so yeah, Back for Blood. It's basically Left for Dead three um and they had a beta over the weekend there's an open beta this weekend too actually um but yeah it's really fun it's it's what it sounds like the 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 wrinkle that they throw in there um aside from you know shooting zombies is they have this card system now um which is kind of interesting uh it gives you like certain buffs like so you can take a certain amount of cards into a round um and you can get like a health boost or like an ammo boost or a stamina boost or you know you can do you can regain some health on your melee attacks or whatever um and they also have the, these debuffs where like i don't know it'll make the map foggy or like you know if nobody dies everybody gets like 500 of this currency or you know stuff like that so that makes it a little more. Interesting. It throws in a little uh, different element than just
0: your standard Left 4 Dead zombie shooting cooperative. You were, but y- you were underwhelmed. I it was you were underwhelmed though by the quality because one and two are so yeah. perfect. They they really are perfect. Yeah, Left that for Dead genre that they yep. created, and I feel like this was inferior. And I noticed the sound design was not at all yes. as close, but, but I know you're not as effective for sure. Yeah, I. Uh,
1: like I said, this, I mean, this is still a beta, you know, it's not the final product, so it's hard to judge it that harshly. Um, But just going by this, you know, Left 4 Dead is of much higher quality Um, and like just the gunplay feels better and the atmosphere feels like a hundred times better. Like this felt a lot more generic um, than Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead had a very unique sense of like, suspense when you're going through these hordes and everything um, and i just didn't get that as much with this game it just felt more like a shooting gallery like it wasn't scary it at all f- Left yeah, Dead is it actually felt scary. like
0: it felt like somebody was a fan of left for dead and they made a really good game that like the guys of left for dead mm-hmm. would have made today but the kicker is but it was made by the people who made Left for Dead. And it's just like, guys, I feel like right. you did really good with one and two. And then you're making this back for blood. And it's just like, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's just not it's, as good I mean, as what you've done. The and only we, thing I can think of. You have an expectation with number three. And even though this isn't really it, it right. is. But it isn't.
1: It's a, yeah, a spiritual successor. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they just tried to like modernize it. I'm not. Sure, what their thinking was, but it just doesn't it have that, that special sauce that Left 4 Dead. That personality, exactly. Yeah, the music like, cues, the source engine. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wasn't as impressed with this engine, like just the like the physics, and you know, I mean, I, like, granted, I was playing on an original Xbox One, so it definitely did not look as good as it can. But like, even that Left 4 Dead, a game that came out. Uh, I don't know how many ever years ago, t- at least ten years ago, uh, I think looks better than this game. So
0: yeah, I mean, there's Part of something- the
2: thing about the story. I think you're missing. Like you're missing. Like they just drop you in the world basically for mm-hmm. the beta, though. You don't get any. You don't <laughs> yeah. get any intro story. You don't know who who any of the characters are or any crap like that. I didn't play a they- ton of Left for Dead too, oh, but so I good. mean, I wasn't I wasn't as disheartened as you guys were. But sure, yeah. I mean, they throw in.
1: They throw in a couple of shitty little voice clips and stuff while you're out, you know, yeah. doing your mission to do, give some backstory, but I didn't really, you got like didn't grab me.
2: Enemy types that kind of like replicate some of the stuff that was in Left 4 Dead 2. They're not, I mean, they're not exactly the same, but you know, you still got the big guys that explode and dudes are shooting like certain zombies climb up high and shoot webs at you and you can't get anywhere close, but. We had that one level where like you just have to run through it. We had we had no idea. We died like two or three times in a row trying to figure oh, out what was going yeah. on. But right. Yeah. Yeah. We and then we ran through it, and it ended up being way better. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's still It's, no, it's a, good. It's good. A
0: play when it comes out in October. It's good. Yeah, and, and like I was gonna say, it's modern day now. So it's it's 2021. They can release dlc they can patch it like when when left for dead one and two came out they were like in earlier days of like xbox live and all that stuff so i think there's potential for this to really kind of find its place they're gonna get that feedback they're gonna get that feedback from people they're gonna be like Mm -hmm. yo listen you know like just so you know crows just aren't as cool as the witch you know and that was like that one if you you listen to our episode about the 15 like oh oh shit or whatever that what was it called the episode um yep the oh shit moment episode video games yeah Yeah. like the the witch was in there you know yeah uh, left for dead had those oh shit moments and i didn't really i just felt like it was just like a lot a lot of zombies or whatever that goes
1: back to what i was like this game back for blood feels like just a straight action game left
0: for dead felt like a horror game like there was legit scary parts in that game it dude so scary so scary and the music and the voices would kick in you knew like uh, there was a they, witch around yeah. and the, the crying it's and all the about the, the it just atmosphere, was Left 4 Dead. atmosphere. Yep. that's a good word atmosphere it's like in the atmosphere yeah absolutely uh, was that um, it for you
1: um that's like yep Life that's all i had uh didn't play a ton this week but yeah i had I had a lot of fun with split gate and definitely looking forward to playing some more of
0: that Okay, well, maybe next episode we can have a little bit more uh, feedback on these games because they just came out, <laughs> and we're trying to play them. Um, okay, I'm I'm really pumped to talk about Akira. So, uh, real quick, Game Pass dropped uh, a couple games, uh, and I tried them out. I didn't actually talk about them last week, even though I kind of been dabbling in and out of them the last two weeks. But the the first game is called Last Stop um and it's a game it's a supernatural game uh that reminds me of kind of like a walking simulator or like a le- um oh, telltale games mm-hmm. and it has a kind of that aesthetic and it's well done it's well produced it's beautiful uh the characters are really cool um it's made by va- variable st- uh slate I'm sorry variable state Oh, that's no but uh single player game I think they also made Virginia. I could be wrong, but I think they made Virginia. Have you played that game? Yeah, it's great. That game is nuts. Oh, my God. I like walking simulators. I thought Firewatch and Virginia and stuff like that are fantastic. So if you like those games, you'll be right at home with this. Um, What's cool is like (laughs) it's one of those games where it has fun with the medium a little bit. So it's just, um, you know, these British people in on a uh, like a subway or whatever. And you can pick your character. There's three characters to choose from. They're all different. And they all have these supernatural stories. And you can just pick them and play them episodically. So it's like, there's like one guy. What does it say? Um, His name's John. He's an overworked middle-aged single dad, burdened with debt and uh, pressures of being an only parent. And he like, there's like this younger Sounds guy. Sounds like Dave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, and there's this guy. <laughs> and then there's like this young guy Jack, and like something crazy happens where they kind of do like a Freaky Friday kind of thing or whatever. Um, uh, and then there's two other girls or an older woman, and he, I don't, I don't want to give anything away. It's one of those games where just go win, um relax and enjoy like a really cool indie game. I, I was really impressed. So I, I want to go back and play that uh, more. If it's like Telltale, it's a, it's a good wife game. I would say,
1: I mean, this game's all about the story, right? Is the yeah. story good enough to pull you through?
0: Yeah. I mean, I only played the fr- uh, opening two X per character and I enjoyed what I saw and I thought it was really okay. cool. Uh, yeah. I, I think it, it, it's worth your time. You'll know, you'll know after like probably playing like an hour if it's for you or not. Um, but other than that uh, and then the other game came out with it uh Eric you would like this it's dodgeball academia dude it's like dodgeball dude, golf story I it?
1: know no but i it looked like it looks like golf story but with dodgeball and i want to
0: play it it is so it probably isn't as good as dot uh golf story cuz i get a little farther than that but i was just like this is dodgeball golf story. This is dodgeball story. I this have is a downloaded. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And nice. the game mechanic. It's this one's a little bit more about the actual dodgeball gameplay, though. So where like golf mm-hmm. story is kind of like it's an RPG with a golf theme. This is like a little bit more dodgeball, the game, but RPG. So, you know, you gotta do all the RPG elements. You're walking around, hi, I'm a new student. You're like your Otto. his name's Otto, and you you need to get like um like a team, so like you got to go and recruit people. And um, it's really cool. Re- the charm is there. I had a lot of fun with it. Apparently, it's two players. I kind of w- really want to play this with my six-year-old son. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's like couch co-op? I, uh, yeah, yep. Um, okay. So i highly recommend this game came out of fucking nowhere and i was just like damn you know we just had an episode about game pass and like the value it offers and we try to address our concerns but Mm -hmm. they're really overweight by like how awesome game pass is but like these games they just dropped are so good man um so no i'm i'm definitely planning
1: on checking that one out like the i just love the uh the art style it's very like cartoony
0: like, uh, oh, the Saturday artwork is really cartoon good. Type yes, style. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the 8 bit, it looks retro. like a Nickelodeon cartoon, correct? Almost. Yeah, yep, it, it really does. It really, really looks like Cartoon Network or something like that, uh, or Nickelodeon. Um, and then I didn't say, but it was made by Pocket, uh, Pocket Trap. So, yeah, check it out. I, it has my approval so far. I'm not that far into these games, but that's it. Um, and I watched Akira, I got a Hulu uh, account going and i was like damn ninja (laughs) scrolls in here i started watching ninja scroll again ninja scroll is another fantastic anime but we're not talking about that but that movie is so good um i'm just super excited to talk about akira uh but that's it on my side so you guys ready to take a break and then we'll get into it absolutely yeah sounds good okay all right let's take a break Okay, we're back, and I'm very excited to talk about this movie, Akira. And before we actually start gushing about the production uh, quality of this movie, because that's kind of like the big thing about this movie, uh, I'm gonna have Eric, you know, kind of just run down um, what this movie is about, just in case you don't know. Or you need a refreshment on what Akira is and why it's so influential in pop culture. Go ahead, Eric.
1: Well, before I want before we do that, I just wanted to ask: Did you guys watch the dub or the sub Ooh. version?
0: Uh, dub. dub. I heard the dub is actually pretty good in this, and I and I actually did not mind it at all. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Per, personal opinion.
1: So this is
0: that's interesting
1: because when I watch anime, I usually do watch the dub, um, but for this one, I thought the dub was not very good. Um,
0: so after I'm, like... Sure. I, I, I usually go sub subtitles as well. I just... Knew, I was just... I looked it up because I'm like, which one do I do? Because Hulu had the two options. I'm like, oh shit, is this the thing? So people are like, it's not that bad. But why? W- what are you trying to get to?
1: Well, I started with the dub and like 15 minutes in, I was like, ah, I don't know. This dialogue is not really working for me i didn't really love the voice actors and all that stuff the amer or, you know the english voice actors yeah. so i switched it off to the japanese version and like that like made my enjoyment of this movie like skyrocket huh. um oh like I, okay yeah like i enjoyed the original japanese audio way more than the dub which sure. is so, just so weird for me because i usually prefer the dub
0: um oh okay
1: I mean this, you
0: know. Did you Well, real quick, so just because you're you're kind of opening up with the the um the just, you know, the voiceover part, I didn't know this is a thing. I apparently it is in America, but in Japan it wasn't until Akira where they've did all the voice acting before they did the animation. So that, that see again, Akira is like this unique spectacle of probably the highest achievement in, in hand drawn animation that we've ever seen mm-hmm. before. I, uh, it by really by. does rival what Disney It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's really incredible. For, especially from nineteen eighty eight. You really gotta just like just give it to them. Like this is this is incredible. Um just what you've made. Uh but yeah, so that way they could draw more accurately to the movement of the mouth or something. Huh. But I just saw that fact and so uh, that, yeah, I that was interesting.
1: That makes sense with the like the Japanese audio. Um, the I, I, A lot of times where anime runs into problems with the dub and why like, you know, anime gatekeepers will say like, oh, you know, the only way to watch it is to watch the subs with the original Japanese audio is because, you know, okay. the English audio isn't as faithful to the original dialogue because they have to match you know the japanese you know what how their mouths are moving for the japanese language they have to match it with the english dialogue Mm -hmm. so they have to adjust the dialogue accordingly and sometimes the lines don't make sense or they sound weird and stilted um because they're trying to match it up with the mouth movement and everything and they basically have to adapt the script to english you know to make it fit so that's where the dubs kind of run into a problem but They've gotten like way better recently, um, which was interesting. Well, this movie's
0: been dubbed a few times because yeah. I I saw that the like the nine the the earlier version of the American like the English speaking version, the guy who voiced Leonardo from the the cartoon yes, I just series just heard, heard that Ninja today. Turtles, oh, really. And I saw that because I was like when I was when I was researching which one to watch, like dubbed or subbed or whatever. Uh, they were showing you the different versions of the voice acting and like. It was like I can't if I can't watch this if it's the same guy who does the voice of Leonardo I can't do it <laughs> and but the and I think like two thousand and one they redid the voices again, um, so that's what I I'm, again I watched on Hulu, so okay. that's what I watched was the newer version but I saw yeah that, I watched I'm like, it I can't I yeah rather hear like a Japanese guy, and just read subtitles I only chose not also. This I knew this movie was so gorgeous that every second is like a work of art that I couldn't spend my time reading text in the bottom of the screen, the following of the story when such beauty is before my eyes. That's, so yeah. I had to. That's, that's how I normally. That's, very that's true. why I went. That it's
2: just straight eye candy.
1: That's how I normally am, but it uh, is <laughs> straight eye the, candy. <laughs> Just for some reason, the dub for me was just so distracting and was just taking me out of it. I had to. I may switch have to. Over. I
2: would definitely have to give it a rewatch too.
1: And like, I think I think the the Japanese voice actors did such a better job than the English voice actors in this. Um, just okay. like, yeah, just switching over. Um, and so I watched this on Funimation because I have a subscription to it. Um, and I think Funimation has like the like remastered like enhanced hd version because i watched it on hulu a little bit on hulu and it looked like a lot fuzzier not they did, there was HD'd. a remaster oh, at really, some point and i switched I over to it the, on my
0: ipad pro and yeah i watched i don't the know funimation I, I thought version, gorgeous
1: and, dude yeah there was a big difference between the hulu and the funimation yeah. version but that was just like i i could i could tell how how much well you uh, and i were talking quality about it was
0: for, well you kind of want to well, we want to buy the Blu-ray, four K, <laughs> the like, oh, yeah. whatever the best version of it. I feel like I feel like as a that's fan of cinema movie. and world building, I feel like this is a movie that you have just got to have in your in your collection in some capacity. But mm-hmm. I would highly encourage. Yeah, uh, I want to do that for sure. Uh, All right, let's get into it. So real and real quick, like start with who made this. I think that is also important because I think it's extremely important to know his name. I think that's just like that's what you want when when the guy who comes up with the source material also is the same guy who made the fucking movie and it, you don't get to see that often and I, I thought that was just like that makes sense this guy had complete creative control this whole time
1: so this movie was well, the director of the anime and the writer of the manga is I hope I don't butcher this name uh, Katsuhiro Otomo is that how you say that Sounds not sure. pretty good to me. Okay. Well, either way, um, yeah, so this is based on a manga that's actually a six-part manga. Um and Dave was saying that this the movie only encapsulates like the first issue and the last issue um of the manga. Is that correct?
2: That's yeah, that's what Reddit was giving me.
1: Okay. That's so, a lot of
2: it. A lot of the confusion. Everyone says to go read the manga if you're confused at all, which the manga is, huge. Is, is very, yes. After seeing it, I think
0: I, I have to read the manga now. I know. I was looking at the artwork again. Absolutely. Yeah, you could definitely. watch the making of Akira without watching a making w- without watching Akira and just watch the making of, and you're just stunned at the production. Like it's insane for like a six, maybe a three second scene, the amount of artwork that they made. But, um, but when they made this manga, it started in 1982, which is the same time that Blade Runner came out. So it's not like one influenced the other. They both kind of came out, you know, and I thought that was really interesting. Yep. But the anime, the movie and came out in 88.
1: Another interesting fact about that, both Akira and Blade Runner take place in 2019.
0: No. Oh, okay. No, ah, shit. There's actually some interesting so, things that we're probably going to touch on with the whole years and all that stuff as well, like with the Olympics and shit. Oh, so, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I, I, again, I, and again, I know we're all kind of all over the place, but I saw this. So this movie came out in 1988, uh, July, and that's when the events of the movie take place. I thought that yes. was really cool. Like, this movie... Oh, man, there's just so many things about this movie that is just so perfect that makes it so cool. I just think that's a cool idea. Like, it came out, and that's like, hey, this is also where it starts. So, imagine now. And, like, in 88, the Cold War was still going on, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, All right. Now, you, go ahead. Pr- proceed. Sure. Let's... Yeah. We can do a quick and dirty uh, plot synopsis here. Um, so, like we said, it starts out, um, it takes... You know, it starts the opening scene, Tokyo, 1988, um, and it starts out just a huge panning shot of Tokyo and then just, well, what we think, what looks like an atomic bomb um, blows up uh, Tokyo and then it jumps forward. That's the start. You know, that's what causes World War Three in this universe. Um, And then we jump to 31 years later to 2019. And we get brought to Neo Tokyo, um, which is uh, the new version of Tokyo that they rebuilt after the old city got blown up, essentially. Um, so, you know, the main story follows this uh, biker gang um, with Canada. Yep, yep, exactly. The Capsules is their biker gang name. Um, so you got Canada, you got Tetsuo and uh what's the other one's name mitsuru um mitsuru yeah so, yeah yep. who luckily gets yep. to make it to the end <laughs> yeah exactly um so i mean it starts out with just such a badass like motorcycle chase uh who they're you know they're chasing this gang called the clowns all through neo tokyo and this gives it's it's brilliant because it gives you such an opportunity to see all the different aspects of the city Um, they're racing through the streets and like this beautiful neon lit city and then they end up racing to old Tokyo which is kind of cool so you get to see the aftermath of the explosion and everything um, and what ruins are
0: left of of the old city and everything I would say it's some of the most beautiful I mean the whole movie is beautiful but like the opening 10 minutes is just like your brain can't even comprehend
1: what it's looking <laughs> at. And, and, it, and
0: it blows me away. Like, I, I could imagine, like, in '88, people are like, oh my God. But I don't know. I feel like in 2021, I'm looking back at this movie and I'm like even more impressed because it came out in '88. And we have amazing things with like Pixar and, and, and Marvel and all that stuff. I'm just. I'm just like just knowing that all those frames are hand drawn.
2: Like it just like I was gonna say take hours and days to put together. Like you know a couple seconds of that movie, like those scenes, it's kind of it's kind of insane.
0: If you YouTube this movie, you cannot you cannot like avoid the conversation about the attention to detail in the animation with light, and obviously that's because light is like um is a central focus of the movie like i think akira and in, in japanese like kind of trans means like knowledge and enlightenment or light or something like bright so it's it's a theme throughout the movie but i i just can't i just don't understand how people figure this out the way they move light around there's this opening shot in like the first like few minutes where this guys driving his car? It's like a bird's eye view. He's driving his car and he stops because the bikers are cutting him off, and uh, there are headlights from the from the bikes on the car. Just the way it wraps around and zips around, I I'm just like yeah, it's amazing. Like, and then the guy in the car, they show the inside of the car and like how like the lights as they get closer, like the the light warps around the guy right, and you know how like somebody flashes a light at you. It, and like he kind of creates a silhouette but like the light is moving all over the place it's drawn and i'm just i can't i just like come on man this is insane how are humans doing this i'm sorry i yeah you're trying to tell a story and i'm just gushing i mean like the opening it's sequence. true it,
1: it like
0: the animation in this
1: movie blows away most other hand-drawn animated things these days like um if you look at like any anime nowadays i mean a lot of it is getting kind of like pumped out you know because they have to do it so fast um episode to episode and need to release an episode each week so they kind of rush the animation but you can tell that they really took their time with this movie and just like you said the attention to detail is just insane it's like um, a different blows different process they used
2: back then they're using like the what do they call it? The cell animation where they're putting yep. like the clear cells on top of each other and taking a picture and then yeah, adjusting one cool. tiny little thing. Like
1: it's like that. that old just school Disney how style long, animation. How
2: long that took and how perfect the animation Even like as they're riding like the smoke from a tire or like their clothes rippling in the wind and stuff like that is just like perfect. There's no, there's no other way to put it.
1: Yep. Absolutely. But, um, well, getting, proceed. Back, to, getting yeah. back to the plot. Um, the, I mean so they're chasing the clowns through the city blah 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 this, this scene was really cool though because it, it gave me like really big uh I don't know if you guys have played like the old road rash games but it gave oh, me yeah. big road rash yes. vibes where they're just fucking they got their lead pipes on their motorcycles and they're whacking each other off the like, whacking, they're, whacking, yep, each they're
0: off. whacking each other off they're whacking each other off Yes. <laughs> They're... And they're teenagers, by the way, <laughs> which is weird because like I didn't realize they were teenagers until they were like sent to school. <laughs> but right, yeah. I was, like I, I was gonna like, say, in they're in high school, In their twenties at least. Yeah, yeah. So but they don't fuck around, man. oh no, like, if they're... you're on a bike and you're driving by another bike, get rid of the fight.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, they're. I mean, they're Tetsuo. There's a scene where this guy falls off his bike and he's laying on the ground, and Tetsuo's riding up behind him with his pipe and literally just. Cracks him across the face, and all you see is like the splatter of blood and his helmet go flying. The one guy you know, gets his arm ran over, really and I bad.
2: had like an audible out loud, like "Oh!" And he <laughs> he gets his arm ran over by another it's bike.
0: Violent. It definitely earns its rated R. Oh, real quick, it's important to note that during this opening sequence, we do get to you know impressively learn a little bit about the di- dynamics between the characters. So Canada is the uh, the leader of the group. Yep. And he's he's got this awesome red motorcycle. Yes. Like if, yep. when you look up Akira, he's not Akira. You, we'll get to who Akira is. You, Canada is actually the leader. He's like kind yep. of the main protagonist, I guess. But um he he's kind of always he, he just the way he talks to Tetsuo, like these two characters instantly get elevated as like primary characters. Mm-hmm. And uh the way they talk to each other where like one's kind of Tetsuo's kind of nerdy and uh, Canada is like, you know, he's kind of like cool. He's just cool, and he's like smooth, and he's like perfect. And the other guy's kind of the dweeb, so he's kind of. They have like this older brother, little brother kind of thing, and that's the way they kind of talk yeah, to each other. Like, like, you know, like, sl- stop slowing us down, or get up, you f- idiot, or something mm-hmm. like
1: that. Canada's always gotta like protect him and save but his, but put ass him down as well when he
0: fucks up, kind of thing.
1: And put him down exactly. And you can tell that Tetsuo starts to resent that, and like you said, that becomes important
0: later uh, in the movie. But it's it's like brothers, for good and bad, out of out of that relationship. But yes, and you learn that literally quick while this amazing like bike sequence is going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, continuing on. And then we're introduced to these weird, this weird uh, Benjamin Button kid um, who's like, <laughs> looks, <laughs> he's this little kid who looks like a zombie. He looks old as hell. We don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Takashi is his name. Um, so he is trying to escape with this one dude who gets basically blown away. And then he runs away and ends up on the highway, highway where the bike chase is happening. And then uh, he comes kind of face-to-face with Tetsuo. And this is the first kind of instance where we see, like, um, Takashi. I mean, I guess we don't really know what happened at this point, but he basically used his, like, psychic powers to protect himself and blew up Takashi's bike, or Tetsuo's bike. And uh, Well, hold on a second. Before that, though,
0: there was this this one scene. It's extremely violent. Where he's being, like, he's being rescued or he's escaping. Oh, I, with yeah, yeah, I forgot about the this. The guy one. that's, like, trying to escort him, there's, like, a, there's a resistance team that's Yeah, going I kind on of blew past trying that. trying to yep. help him. Yeah, but, like, you don't know why, but you just know that, like, okay, exactly. so, Like this, this mutated kid has some powers, but this guy's trying to, like, save him, get him out there so that people, I don't know, whatever. We'll learn about that. But the military, and, and, and I give credit, the cops are the military... They always try to say stop. They're not like just instantly shooting at people. They do try to say like you know freeze. And the guy just pulls his gun out to kind of create a distraction. It's like I will die so that this kid can get out of here. That's how important this kid is. Um, but the animation of how the guy gets, he gets gunned absolutely- down, shredded <laughs> with, and it's a spot. Yeah. But it's like a spotlight on this guy. He's like kneeling mm-hmm. down. He's like crouched over, and there's a spotlight. And they unload their artillery on this guy and the animation and the use of light again exemplifies exactly what makes this movie different from anything else that you've ever thought of a human can do with animation. And it's just, it just can't stop talking about it. It's insane. Sorry. You went over that scene and I had to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's worth bringing up.
1: Yeah. That was a, yeah, a really effective scene. Um, but anyways, uh, after you know Tetsuo, uh, kind of collides with Takashi, the military comes swoops down and recaptures uh, Takashi, and also they take Tetsuo as well. And
0: uh, and we're introduced to like Louis Anderson,
1: <laughs> the little, oh yeah, that
0: is <laughs> Dude, a weird the little guy in the chair. Dead. So there's another yeah, there's another old creepy looking kid, but he's like working with these secret agent people. And he's, like, in this, like, craft. But, at like, at the first scene, I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like the actor, Louis Anderson. Like, <laughs> it's not, but it just looked like him. And then real quick, and I'll, I'll stop, but there's a scene when they, when they find Takashi and they're trying to scoop him up, and then they notice that Tetsu got um part of the accident. Uh, the biker gang, uh, Canada, in the capsules, there's a scene where, like, there's dust or whatever, or smoke, and the helicopter or whatever the hovercraft is like lowering down, and the wind blows. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't believe how they animated this movement of like dust and air around these kids when this thing was. and It was just again blew me away. I was just like, I have never <laughs> seen that before, and I can't believe human hands did that. Now I'm done. T- it doing this to you. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's. it's I'm fine. the designer, um, man. You guys it's know worth it. I, I, yeah. I can't help myself.
1: I was gonna. It's worth pointing out these scenes because um, other people might not notice them or t- you know take them for granted. Um, and I think that it's important to point those out. Um, but anyways, I feel like we can kind of blow through the rest of this just to get through the rest of the the story. But um, just so we can talk about it more in depth. But. Basically, sure. Tetsuo gets taken to this facility, this, like, hospital, um, and he starts feeling weird. He's oh, seeing all these this creepy shit. He's having these weird visions and everything, and he starts to realize that he somehow gained these, you know, telekinetic psychic abilities because he starts fucking shit up. Um, he breaks out of the hospital. Uh, so... I went down a rabbit hole watching Akira like videos after I saw the movie <laughs> like today. I watched all these YouTube Sign videos of explaining, movie. explaining what happened and all this stuff. And from what I got, um, it was just the connection, basically the connection with Takashi, um, oh, okay. like running into him, was like the ca- was the catalyst for awakening these powers. Oh, right, so, because Takashi like puts like a barrier around him. I thought they started experimenting on him. They did, but he—it's—they experimented on him because he already had the powers. Um, so, huh. uh, the way that I understand it is that everybody has the powers inside them, but it yes. just is awakened ancient knowledge. by some catalyst. Yes, correct. Yep. Um, so that's what happened to Tetsuo. So these powers were awakened within inside of him, um, and he starts fucking—you know—his powers start to get out of control, and then he breaks out of this facility. Um, he kills everyone in, you know, his wake, uh, just to get out of there. Um, and all the meanwhile, well, Canada. Well,
0: what? well, that was because, uh, the, those were, was that the scene where the kids were like trying to assassinate him? The espers? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So again, like yeah, another yeah, yeah. crazy oh, yeah. scene where like these giant stuff. That was insane. So for some reason, the trippy part. Yeah. They, that was insane. These scientists. Have you ever seen Stranger Things? It's like Stranger Things. Stranger Things clearly like was inspired by Akira with a very line. inspired, yeah. And and it's like they like kind of kept giving Tetsuo, who's a teenager, like probably like seventeen years old. They're giving him like stuffed animals, and he's just like in pain. He has no idea what's going on. And he's like, "What the?" F-? And he's just like pushes his stuff away. All of a sudden, those things, like those stuffed animals, come alive, and he's like, "What?" And there's, like, no way. And he tries to grab them. They disappear. Next thing you know, they're giant, and they're breaking through the walls, and they're trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he's just creeped the fuck out. So he leaves his room, and he beats the shit out of um, those monster, like, stuffed animals, and, like, th- it reveals, yep. like, kind of the kids, and they kind of fade away. So you can kind of see that they were yeah. up to something. But then the staff comes around, and then he does, like, one of those things where you can just, like, vaporize people around him again (laughs) we've seen so many movies do this the boys have done it yeah yeah it's just like it's all over the place um i if i there's um actually this scene more or less is kind of like uh um kanye west's uh has a music video that kind of ripped off of uh a scene from akira It might not be this scene it might be a scene later on but uh i thought that was really interesting because this
2: is because this is the second time he's breaking out. Because yeah. he got out before and he met up with his girlfriend, and then he started having the really bad headaches. And then they brought him back right. to put him You're on correct. the more drugs, yep. and
0: that's kind of when he has this. Things start to esca- escalate a lot quicker. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's right. Yeah, because at that point he escapes. That's right, and he goes back, finds his girlfriend, he tries to connect with everybody. And yeah. I think, well, it's because they. they uh, so well,
2: because then when the military shows back up, they see. Colonel Mustache show back up again and take his buddy, so they know, <laughs> like he's wearing the hospital gown. He's you know all fucked up. He's got bandages on his head. They can definitely tell well, that something's wrong. And then Colonel
0: Mustache comes and takes him back. So, well, but I think that's because Tetsuo is all fucked up. He finds his girlfriend and she's kind of like a drip. She's just whatever. And he's like, let's get out of here. And he's like, I'm gonna take Canada's. Bike because his is trashed, so he's gonna take Canada's bike, and I think he tries to, and then the biker gang that they fight, their rival gang finds him. Uh, so yeah. So they start like doing a, like a quarrel there. Yep. And and can I just say real quick? So one one of the tropes that I don't like about anime that thank God is not in this movie, I don't like how. Typically, women are portrayed in anime. They always wear like skirts. They have giant boobs. They're always attractive. They're never overweight. They're never. They're always like this perverted perfection that I don't know. I don't know. It always it always bothered me. What I liked about Akira is that the main women are not. Um, uh, what's the word? i like objectified. Objectified. Thank you. Uh, thank you. They also
2: they don't treat the women very well. They're literally constantly telling their no, women to no, that shut said. up
0: and like, constantly They literally give them zero oh, yeah. respect. You can just tell me your name, you stupid bitch. Yeah. yeah. Are you a cold bitch? Yeah. No, I know. There's some fucked up. But what I'm saying, though, is like this movie is definitely doesn't go down that route. So if you don't like that about anime, it's like this movie. There's no. There's a lot of tropes in anime. This movie doesn't do. There's no inner dialogue and you're just like the character talking to himself. It doesn't have that shit. That's why I fucking love this movie because it has all the things I love about anime and it's it doesn't have the stuff that I don't like about anime. But it does, again going back to the scene that rival gang fucks up Tetsuo because it's not even though this guy's about to get crazy powers, he's not really ready to fight and mm-hmm. he gets his ass kicked. His girlfriend she, they like. I thought they were gonna rape her, but they like rip her shirt off, they expose her breast, and then just they punch, punch her, right her in the face. the face. and she falls down, and her face slams. And this movie doesn't fuck around. They, when they want to make a point, they they make it gritty. And of course, Canada shows up, the government shows up, and then they take uh, Tetsuo away. And the mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the scene where like the capsules get arrested. The but oh um, yeah. The, that's where they meet Kay and all that stuff. And you kind of learn that like the, the funnier, cuter side of Canada because he's trying to like pick her up. I thought it was funny though when they, <laughs> I don't know why they did this, but they're like, these kids are clearly innocent. They're not involved in anything that's going on really. And uh, even though they are kind of punk kids and they're like, you should get to school and all that stuff. Um, but they're like, hey, like, hey, pops, can like, can this girl go with me or something like that? Like Kay, because she's not really with him at the time. And uh, the cop's like, "Pops, I'm only 25 years old, but he looks like he's 50." And I'm <laughs> yes, like, "Man, how fucked up is this world?" Funny. But think about uh, it. That was a nice little touch because, like, if he's 25, like it's been a rough 30 years since the explosion happened because it's 2019. Mm-hmm. This all started in '88, right. so uh, yeah. But yeah, that so that that's now at that point, what happens? They they take away Tetsuo. And Then yeah, back to the that's when shit really hits the back long. to the creepy kid fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, back to the lab. Yep, like I said, he fights you know the creepy kids with the and the stuffed animals and all that. He breaks out of his room, kills a bunch of the staff and everything that are kind of in his way, um, and then all the meanwhile Canada and Kay and her crew are kind of trying to infiltrate the lab and rescue Tetsuo, um, so they're like going through the sewers and stuff, and there's a whole fight sequence there that's pretty cool um but yeah so eventually tetsuo gets meets up with the other esper kids um and basically they're trying to kill tetsuo because they know you know that he's kind of bad news and he's using his powers uh basically to get what he wants and not using them, you know. uh, There's the one
2: line, the one line that they say in there is like, you're too old for your powers. Yes. Because that one kind of, yeah, it kind of explains like, you know, like, I don't know you can't you can't train a jedi when he's too old because he's exactly. full of like
1: mm. he's full of rage and he's you know he got too much going on. Kids are they still have their innocence and he's you know he lost that innocence. I mean he's part of a fucking biker gang, <laughs> a violent biker gang so he's using his powers to yeah. basically get what he wants. Um and that kind of comes back. He's got a grudge. Exactly. That comes back to the whole relationship with him in Canada um cuz he always felt kind of belittled. And like he, you know, he was under him. So he wants to prove that he's you the know, runt of the litter. Yeah. Exactly. So he wants to prove that, you know, he's powerful now and that he uh, he's, you know, he can be the leader now and he's uh, more powerful than Canada. Um, so, yeah, from there, Canada and K kind of meet up with Tetsuo um, and they have their whole altercation Where Tetsuo is basically telling him all this that you you treated me like shit um, and that you've always treated me like, uh, you know, I was below you and everything. So he's pissed off about that. Canada basically tells him to stop being a bitch and Tetsuo does not like that. Um, And yeah, I don't remember exactly what happens from there. So
0: there's, there's, well, so it's not a crazy plot. But, like, that's more or less what's going on. But in the meantime, um, there's some politics going on. So what happened was when the explosion happens in the beginning of the movie, it's revealed that Akira did that. And Akira is yep. one of these kids, right, that the government, this, this group, um, the secret group, is just experimenting with how far can we go with human intelligence. And um, they had these four kids. There's the three that we are introduced to. Like they, they all look like old people, but they're like these little kids or whatever. Um, but Akira was one of them as well. The problem was Akira is like Tetsuo where he he excelled more than the others. And they're called Espers because they're, they're learning ESP. Wow. And oh, his shit. powers are just... Uh, they got out of control. Yeah, I just learned that before the show uh, recording. Um, <laughs> and so what happened was he you know he was just the problem is it's like at certain point like this untapped power consumes you and it goes beyond your control um, so for a little kid he just exploded and the scientists found his body and they dissected it whatever and all that stuff spoiler alert there right but um, the, the there's people who kind of under the, the government hush, hushes it they don't want people to know what's going on but the rest of the world thinks that a nuclear bomb went off and like, well, what the fuck you up to over there, Japan? So they all go to war. So a world war three happens. We don't know exactly what happens to the rest of the world. It's not really part of the story, but we know that there's a Neo Tokyo. Um, They're trying to keep their shenanigans under wraps with these kids that they're, they're, they're experimenting with it did go awry that's why they say like we don't want you know we should probably just kill tetsuo because we don't want him to do what we happened last time with akira right when we saw this stuff but then you also have a scientist is like trying to kind of but i need this data so i can learn more and more and more like i think we're under control and they give there's drugs like they have like these pills that they they feed um tetsuo to keep him under control and he's losing his mind. He's too old for these powers. He's he's got this grudge. He's smart, but he's not strong. Now he's getting all these like powers. It's a recipe for disaster. And then with the politicians trying to keep everything quiet, um, there's a mole. This guy. Oh man, what is he? He looks like, like a little mole like, too. Looking at little rodent human. Looks like, like a guy. little uh, Nezu. Is his like name? Friggin' Wormtail. Yep. From Potter. That's what he looks like. He's got like a guy who he's like kind of feeding information to expose it. He's trying to make money off of it that we learn later on. Um, But then there's the Colonel who uh, also is part of this. And he's the one that's kind of like sees all of this as a threat. Um, But he's also, he's not like, he doesn't care about the kids, but he does listen to uh, Kyoko, the girl, because she seems to be one of the more powerful ones. Her abilities Mm -hmm. let her like kind of do mind control and kind of, predict the future or something like that she's got a
2: little bit of yeah far seeing a bit
0: yeah she she just says like straight up like listen um this is not going to end well and y- you need to do something so he goes the colonel goes to the board of these people's like yo listen we gotta we gotta do something because it's gonna be bad and they're like you're out of control it's all bureaucrats and bullshit and all this stuff so it's not again. It's just like corruptions everywhere, um, and it's not. It's not the best time for Tokyo because they they're kind of recovering from what happened like thirty years ago. Um, so you get all that going on. K is part of that resistance because she's part of that resistance that's being fed from the 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 mole guy Nezu. So all this is coming together. Uh, Canada is has a crush on Kay. He's trying to help her. He goes on some missions. That sewer scene was really cool. It kind of seemed like the Ninja Turtles are going to show up any second there. <laughs> um but and, and at some point, uh, Tetsuo gets so he because the kids try to kill him. He was so mad at those other kids, the Espers, that he hunted them down and he finds this giant playroom for them. And it's kind of creepy. But instead of them getting killed, they kind of say like, yeah, like there's Akira or whatever. So he's like, all right, I'm going to find this Akira guy, this other kid. I'm going to find him and I'm going to beat him or whatever. So he goes on this whole warpath to to Mm -hmm. find Akira. And now we're probably at the halfway point where Canada is, you know, He's kind of following along at this point. He's not really the protagonist at the point. Now it's kind of like Tetsuo's movie. And we're following him and his journey. And he's getting more powers. He can fly. He can...
2: Journey, war path. Nah. I just
0: going to say it. Yeah, Canada's trying to
1: follow Tetsuo to wherever he's going. Basically, naively to try to stop him from whatever he's going to do. Um, cause... Right. But obviously, Tetsuo's powers are insane so um but yeah like you said he tetsuo was on his war path to go find akira and he eventually does find out where he is um because the akira is like locked in this cryogenic chamber like way underneath underground where the olympic stadium is being
0: built which is yeah really can funny. we can we talk about that yes quick? let's talk about of the recording this. of this can we just talk about this one of those eerie similarities where like how the fuck did this happened such a I wonder crazy if that was in part of their
2: part of their pitch to win the olympics It was like yo it's already in akira like you might as well just you might as well just give us the olympics right <laughs>
1: somebody so, in the so, olympic board is akira fan so yeah i mean it, this movie takes place in 2019 and they're building the stadium for the 2020 olympics which obviously the 2020 olympics just happened i mean obviously they got because of covid in. it happened because just now COVID. and here we are recording it but, yeah, it's it's cr- such a crazy coincidence that the 2020 Olympics were a thing in this movie in 1988 when this movie was made. Um, so that's just a really cool, uh, weird coincidence it was eerie. that happened. Yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah, so uh, Tetsuo digs up Akira. Basically, the chamber is locked in, cracks it open, and... He doesn't find anything except a bunch of like test tubes with uh, a bunch of different parts of Akira. Of him. He's, it's all, yeah, yeah, he's all like in different parts. Um, and basically Tetsu was like, what the hell is this? Um, and he's convinced that Akira like never existed in the first place. Um, so he uh, kind of, his powers keep growing and growing and he's getting more out of control um and let's just let's just get into the the meat and potatoes here. Let's talk about the ending because this is kind oh, of oh yeah
0: because like because like at this point right now because Canada is up there and he's like trying to talk to his friend on you know he he knows that like Tetsu at, at this point he doesn't know that Tetsu is too gone but he's like trying and he's got like this crazy like laser gun but what how cool was it when Tetsu was like at this point batshit crazy with power. Mm-hmm. And he's just like all of a sudden engulfed with like this bluish white light, and like his oh, skin's kind of flaming, whatever. Satellite beam. And then uh, you realize the colonel called in satellite laser. <laughs> like, yep. Because the colonel's just like straight up, like the they the the government tried to stop him, and he's like, uh, no, and he like shoots this guy point blank. He's, <laughs> he's like, like, no, you're not stopping he me. Shoots the and guy. Yeah, this we all know, like right now, we all know that we will be wiped out if we don't take this into our hands. And the military's like. All right, we'll follow you, Colonel. So the Colonel is like kind of the hero in a fucked up way, but he calls in the thing called Soul, which Soul, which we all know, S O L. It's like um the sun. Yeah, it's like with the Greek isn't it the Greek god, right? For Mhm. It's yeah. I think so. Yeah. Name so it's, the sun. Yep. Yeah, it's like this it's like this crazy ass satellite laser beam thing up in the sky and it it shoots this laser down. So again, the the theme of light, it's shining on him. It does take off like his arm which was interesting. I thought it was uh, weird, because, yeah,
1: he was, like, he was engulfed in, like, the entire laser, but it
0: only cut off his arm for some reason, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know why that worked out. Just the arm. Yeah, I'm sure there's maybe a theme to it. Maybe, who knows what what that was about. But uh, that pisses him off. So he flies the fuck up like crazy Superman shit and just... Finds that thing and because it's cool, like it's a cool sequence with that thing trying to zap him and stuff like that. But when he goes up there, he's like, he finds it and he's just pissed. and <laughs> He just destroys this stupid expensive laser up in the sky, and I thought that was a really yep. cool scene.
1: Yeah, and that I mean that was like the government's last resort line of defense that they had. You know, their biggest weapon that they tried to throw at him, and it didn't stop him. Um, so I mean, they were kind of at a loss at this point. The colonel just fucking whips out his pistol and
0: he's trying to
1: shoot Tetsuo and it's like oh my god that's work. right
0: yeah because he's like lifting bridges he's like crushing tanks at this point the military is trying to stop him nothing's working he's lost an arm he does run away at one point um where he encounters his his weird like I guess it's his girlfriend I don't know she, she's yep. trying to take care of him Yeah. um but at that point with the well like you said like his arms missing. The colonel like is shooting at him. Um, I really pissed Canada. Him off, Canada has that...
1: him has him on his heels with his crazy laser gun too.
2: He does pretty well for himself with just a little laser gun in his
0: motorcycle too. It's kind of uh-huh. until he runs out of batteries. He, he had some plot armor, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely. But yeah, he uh, he goes after him. Um, Tetsuo is in hiding at the stadium. His girlfriend finds him. The colonel shoots him. His arm is starting to, uh, like, turn into, it was fucking weird. It, like, he, like, takes a like a bunch of, like, metal debris and stuff. Bits and pieces yeah. around of him, metal and stuff. Like that. So he has, like, this mechanic arm, which is kind of cool. But then he's, like, sitting at this throne, like, kind of thing at the stadium. And when he puts his hand down, uh, the hand starts growing. And it looks to take over even more. The whole point of, like. Tetsu at this point now is he's just, just
1: losing control. Yeah, of his he's losing control
0: and it's just running, running wild. Yeah, and he's like ashamed of it. And he covers it. Yeah, and this because when the colonel shoots at him, it pisses him off, and he like does like this crazy like prototype, like the game prototype, where like he just arm poof, extends his arm out, just like yeah. shoots yep. crossed. And it becomes like this freak mutant thing, and I, at that point, that's when he starts to grow. Yeah, he gets right? like
1: huge. He's just this like mass of fucking skin and metal and shit, and he turns into like a giant baby at one point. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he consumes like yep. his girlfriend and then, while his girlfriend gets like crushed inside of him at one point. Yeah, she straight up gets yep. squished to death in that thing for sure. He's yellow blood. Canada. For yep, some Canada so, I and guess, I the don't girl know both get consumed by um, Tetsuo's mass, but uh, they they are able to make it out of there.
0: Well, no, no, because no, because Kyoko, the girl Esper, she she has the ability to like move people around. She's pretty powerful. She puts him in a tunnel, right? Oh, that's right. Because she knows what's about to happen. She's like foreseeing a lot of this stuff. Um, because she moves him. K, I think gets moved as well. Yep, exactly. And then, Canada is kind of stuck in there. At this point, Tetsuo is kind of realizing the human part of him pops out a little bit because he's like starts asking for Canada to help him. Right. And Canada hears that call, even though they're trying to kill each other. Now he's like, "Fuck, Tetsuo." I was say, Tetsuo so realizes he in... that he need you know he's out of control and he needs to be stopped. Basically. Yeah. And this is where, like, getting. It's this is where, like, you know how, like, sci-fi and animes can get weird. This is the weird part, you know? Oh, this yeah. is where, like, it gets really abstract. Definitely like, abstract. I don't know. The Esper's all, like, agree. Because, like, the one kid in the beginning, uh, Takashi, that kid, he has more heart. That's why he wanted to escape. Like, I think he has more heart and he kind of sees the big picture. And he's concerned, and Kyoko is concerned, and they convince. Um, the Louie Anderson looking one um, to, to like say like, Oh, Masaru. Um Like the, you know what we need to do. We need to bring Akira back yep. to life. So they, but doing so all of this is going to end in a way where we might not ever come back to earth. Yeah. Cause they see themselves as protectors. So, and they're good kids. I think they mean, well, they're just mutant kids. They're just like a, you know, they have I don't know they've been, converted into these weird x-men like people but they make a pact they see canada go in actually they see like the kid takashi just like sure like he's not at fault he didn't do anything wrong he's a good person we should at least try to save him and he hops in this light and then this giant light that's well, growing Like
2: akira
1: is it akira. akira makes akira the light, makes like, the light yeah. to
0: contain to uh, tetsuo it's like the antimatter versus matter kind of thing or something like that. It's like dark versus light. Yeah, so you have the two most powerful humans um, Beings engaging with the, each other. Like, yeah, in the universe, essentially. And they're both powerful of this ancient knowledge. And it gets into this thing where like, you see flashbacks. This is where you see who Akira. This is where you learn about Akira. You learn about the Espers, which, by the way, this would make them like in their late 30s because if they're like six... Or eight years old in '88, and this takes place in 2019. I know they haven't aged, I know they've aged in this weird way where like they're little kids, yeah, but they act like they're still eight years old, but they're 38 years old or something like that. 39 right. years old, I feel the voices, so the voices
2: on those espers are frigging creepy too because they yeah. also have
0: like the little kid voices
2: too, yeah. So, especially it, the just... little
0: girl, I don't know, yeah. So, but, um. Yeah, so I don't know. This is where it gets weird, and we we learn a bit about the kids. We learn about, um, the, you know, everybody's past, really. We learn about even where Tetsuo kind of came from. And everything's kind of coming together, and then it gets weird as fuck, and then it ends. I was going to say, basically... <laughs> i sure we skipped over some things, but...
1: Yeah, basically Neo-Tokyo is consumed by this light um, that Akira creates, and then, you know, it kind of shrinks back down. um into like this one point of light and basically Canada captures it in his hands. And then it kind of ends, like you said. Um, and it's like I you said, it's very Tetsuo. abstract. Yep. I am Tetsuo. That's how it ends. Um Yeah. I mean, but
2: I part of it, that last I am Tetsuo thing. I don't know. I like it. I reminded me of a lot of different movies during this thing. Um But that had like the, uh brandon you'll recognize this i don't know if you made the connection but it had the the end of the matrix thing where neo becomes one with the matrix that's what in my brain like i connected it to like tetsuo becomes like one with the universe i didn't get the so yeah. i didn't get the whole the whole pocket universe yep. thing where you know akira is making this universe for tetsuo to live in yes, or whatever yep. but I kind of got, like, that whole... With the black and white fading out at the end and, like, the eye and the little... Like, that's kind of its own little big bang and Tetsuo is basically, like, omnipotent yeah, or whatever. He, at he the ba- end yeah, of
1: he basically becomes, like, a god, essentially. And he's, like, the you know... He basically becomes the new
0: universe that Akira created um, in a weird way. Uh, so... Yes, and I know that Kyoko... We kind of skipped over this, but she... Uh, can do mind control, and K, the girl that's part of the rebellion, that's like, uh, Canada's been flirting with. Um, Kyoko says something, I guess, some kind of line that basically says it's already begun, kind of thing, whatever. And I guess that what that meant was her connection with K, and her, uh, you know, wh- whenever these people, these these Esper's engage with like another person, like Tetsuo, right with um, Takashi. Yep. Like that opened up his ability. Same thing with, um, with Kyoko, with K like by her using her, it opens up K's uh, capability. So K has the oh, ability wow. okay. to become an Esper. So, I yeah. So yes. Yeah, that. That cool. yeah, so the, yeah. So the whole thing is with her is that she has the next potential to be the next, but she's a good person. Like she means, well, she's like a good character. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I think Kyoko didn't mind using her because she knew that she meant well. Um, but I, that's what I I I I got from my readings uh, about that line, well, like what it meant. Yeah, it's hopeful at the end. I don't know.
2: There's a lot of different themes throughout it. Whether like you're talking about like Japan dealing with the aftermath of nuclear bombs, uh-huh. like. Yep. That mm-hmm. seems like that's like an overtone throughout it. Oh yeah. Um, the thing of like great power, uh, not like the great power, great responsibility spiel, but like the you know, should we have this great power? Or, like, there's that whole talk when they're in the jails and they're talking about, like, if an amoeba had, you know, the Mm -hmm. semblance of, like, a human, like, it would be considered a god to the other amoebas. And that's kind of, like, a metaphor for, like, you know, Tetsuo's getting the powers of a god compared to what we think. So, there's, yeah, there's some crazy, crazy metaphors and there's a lot to... I was say, it's kind of going going into
1: this, I <laughs> I thought it was just, like, a like a cool, like, biker gang movie, and then it turns <laughs> out you're just- I had no idea what I was getting into. taking, like, a philosophy class in college by the end. I was like, holy shit. Uh, this is, these are some crazy concepts. I was concepts. not ready
0: for that. But it doesn't get in the way where, like, it's, like, in your face throughout the movie. It really happens no. at the end. It all and comes it together makes, at the The end. way this yeah. movie fucking escalates is perfect. Oh, yeah. It just escalates- the only thing really I complain about is like maybe in the middle when they're doing some exposition, it slows down because it does start off the so fucking
1: strong. The part with all like the um like the government the officials all shit. talking to each other yeah. and shit. Like that was like, uh, whatever. But I mean, I guess it was necessary in there to kind of explain a little bit of the backstory, but I wasn't really you know, following along with that. Um But yeah, overall. I don't know, I I thought it was great, and I kind of want to watch it again just to, since I know I, what happens yeah. now. You know, I kind of want to watch it with uh, knowing you know how it's all gonna play out. Because there's a lot
2: of stuff that like you, I mean, I'll probably catch the second time through. It's gonna have yeah to be exactly like one of those ones, one of those ones I'm gonna have to watch so, multiple multiple times. I'm definitely gonna get the the manga, but I don't know. You like Dave? What did you think like, of the movie? I this was amazing i, I was right like the first half of it i'm watching it and i'm like sweet this is like cartoon blade runner and then like as it keeps going i'm like it just it just escalates to a point where i was not i was not ready for uh the deeper meanings or you know stuff yeah. that it gets into like watching it the second time through like you'll notice like well when i do like more like of the corrupt politics and like Really, the cor- the corrupt politics are the things that set this entire thing in motion because they're, the corrupt politician is the one that breaks the kid out, which starts the whole thing with Tetsuo, which kind of just escalates the
0: entire thing. So, there's a lot uh, of that stuff in there. Yeah, and I didn't really pick up on that much of that stuff. Yeah, I get that too. Yeah. Yeah, I do want right, to. That's wanna kind watch of his point in there,
2: though. But, like,. Now I know where Resident Evil gets their like weird Wesker like bio mutant arms from and stuff like that. Like, oh, they just took it all from Akira. Like, I I see what's going on here.
1: So this reminded a lot me of that stuff. Akira reminded me a lot of Brandon. I don't know if, if either of you have heard of this anime before. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: Oh my god, dude! That was my first anime.
1: Really. Okay.
0: I was my first anime. I, when I first discovered anime, I was like, what is this? And I watched it. And I was like, Jesus there, Christ, this ripped off the idea. There's a
1: ton of parallels. There is a ton of parallels oh, to done. that in Akira. I, could, I can, couldn't stop thinking about Evangelion
0: as I was watching. It makes movie. me want to watch... It makes me want to watch Neon it has, or I mean, Evangelion or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it has the connections of like,
1: okay, it's a dystopian future. Um, there's like religious as- religious aspects to it. Um, all that yep. type numbered of stuff.
0: numbered kids with powers. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dave, if you liked if you liked Akira, I would check out Evangelion. Is that a movie or even, is that a is that a, it's series. a series? It's a TV okay. show.
0: Um, They do have a movie at the end. It's not as good as the show. The show is better. I would say. The the cool thing about Evangelion is that these aliens like planted these ancient, like a long ass time ago, they planted these beings in the ground and they came up and they're like these giant Titan things and they're called angels. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really cool mech fighter versus these ancient alien like kind of creatures that it's hmm. and I, all will, different. I will i like will warn Godzilla, you like each monster is different
1: dave if you decide to watch this it gets even weirder and more fucked up than <laughs> does
0: by the end that's uh, true it's it's, it's insane how the, movie, the... the movie goes to a place that makes no sense i can't it's, it's, imagine it's, it's the insane. animation or production being as it's good as
1: secure re- either it's, it's really good um is it for what it is back in the day I,
0: but i watched the first episode about a couple of years ago just because i wanted to and um It looks old. I think Akira. I mean, Akira is is a feature film. Stunning. So it's like, you know, uh,
1: compared to 20-minute episodes. But still, like, yeah, I'm still, you know, reeling over the
0: uh, animation in Akira. It's just uh, incredible. So real quick, I want to show you something. This movie consists of 2,212 shots and 160,000 single pictures. Wow. That's two times, two to three times more than your average uh, animation, especially at that time. Huh. Um, it yes. uses 327 different colors, and 50 of them were invented or created exclusively for this movie. This wow. movie, th- that sounds high because this mo- most animations are not done uh, with night shots, but this movie is basically a noir, so it's almost all at night, especially the first half and that's something that a lot of people avoided so they created colors and when you watch this movie if you're listening to this movie review and you're and you're like I got to see this movie it opens up with the most beautiful nighttime cityscape and drawings you have ever seen it's crazy that this movie in the way they do the parallax with the movement and in the layering and stuff like that um the attention to detail every second is a work of art in this movie for sure. And I just wanted to share that um, production that I saw. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's insane.
2: I'm curious to see if like on the, the 4k or Blu-ray or whatever version, the new HD remakes, like if they mess with the frame rate at all, because I'm, I'm curious if it's what I watched was probably, I'm going to guess 24 or 30 in that range. But if they I don't know if they smooth it out even more, I, I, can, I don't know, it might just melt my brain at some point. but I was uh, I was not ready. I went in blind not knowing anything about it. I just threw it on and started watching and yeah, it's a it's a it's a new universe that I've been to, introduced to and it's it's one that's gonna stick I think for a
1: little
0: <laughs> bit. It's nice that like it hasn't been ruined either. It's not like there's like a shitty TV show that came after it or um you know, they may like well, t- a, a 2 and 3 So There's a live action movie I guess in the works. It's one of those IPs where like, yeah, somebody's trying, the, you know, Taiko Batiti's trying. He's, he's like the hottest director right now. So, yeah. this is a passion project. So he'll probably get to this years later. I don't think this is coming anytime soon. I mean, that's that a hard act wrong. to follow. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like it's you got you got a high bar set from
2: just the animation. I don't know what you do. I don't
0: even know why we would need to see a live action because what's the live action going to do? Bring an amazing CG? This has amazing exactly. animation. It's not like it's not like it's amazing for eight, 1988. It's amazing animation period. And I don't think you can do a live action and just get away with it i think you need and if you do they better be fucking japanese but i'm just saying like like if you're gonna do it how man i mean what are you gonna do you can't outdo the beauty of this movie you can't yeah all you could do is maybe introduce like a different way of telling the story or a sequel or a prequel i just or it's in the same universe but I mean, I can't think of because in the in in the comics apparently like Akira is or I'm sorry the the manga Akira kind of comes back to life and he lives on Earth or whatever at one point and he sits at that throne at the stadium and Tetsuo is like his Darth Vader to the Emperor kind of thing and he does his bidding. Hmm. Well then, crazy, right? Huh. Mm-hmm. I know <laughs> makes you really want to get that manga up um yeah. I think it's like 20 bucks a volume and there's like five or six volumes or something like that but um it's an investment but it's probably one I mean it's fucking Akira it's like it's like Star Wars Akira like you hear these names thrown out there this is one of those that definitely gets the approval I, th- I think from us and it's just <laughs> why would you not you should probably have this in your collection if you're into the shit absolutely two thumbs up over here oh yeah yep this will be one I'm, uh, i'll be watching again we we could gush on this movie um i know it's influenced a lot of things that we've seen uh, i think everybody if you're a fan of the stuff that we're a fan of right tv shows movies video games i think you just need to go and spend the time even if it is an anime don't look at this as like any other anime this is one of those good animes that does everything that you would like just Adult animated, um, adult animation. Well, adult content. You mentioned it
1: before, Brandon. This, now that I think about it, this really doesn't have like any of the anime tropes that people always complain about.
0: No, you know, no, I love it. The music's really good, the dialogue's good. There's no, they don't even have those random scenes where it just gets like goofy and cartoony and right, like break exactly. the fourth wall it doesn't i, I didn't this even really think about it when i was watching rounded.
1: it but like it's mm-hmm. you know it's just a very well animated movie that happens to be in japanese you know and take place in japan um and it's yes. it's amazing i would highly recommend it to anyone even if you're you know skeptical about anime because it doesn't have any of those um weird anime tropes that you know might uh discourage some people from checking out um, something that's anime, so
0: like me, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like Dave, <laughs> yeah, even Dave the a- well, the Dave's anime more in anime now than me, I think. I well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> he's the one that's watching. Well, he's you're saying, watching he's to, like, into the, the into my the hero. I'm still to... digging through my hero. Yeah. I didn't
2: actually get any in this week,
0: but I'll I'll get back in there. And I can't get into that show because of the tropes that come with anime. And then I look at Akira, and I'm like, listen, if you're like a dude or whatever, woman, and you're just not like, I can't get into that stuff. Like my wife, I go, do you ever see Akira? And she's like, "Uh, I think so. Uh, Isn't it like a movie about like, she said something. And I'm like, no, it's an anime about biker. She said, no. (laughs) As soon as I said anime, she said no. And I will say, this is the movie that, you can safely watch and not have to worry about the shit that you don't like about animes. This movie is so goddamn awesome. And just watch the opening 20 minutes and then be on your way. Mm-hmm. Just watch the opening <laughs> 20 minutes. You'll be if you're if you're not hooked by then, like at least you've got to see some of the coolest animation you've ever seen drawn by hand. I I did actually watch this with the wife too. Well,
1: Oh wow! What'd think? Ch- what did she think? What
2: she think? She well, she fell asleep during the first half, but she was—I mean, like when it started to get a little weird and crazy oh, towards that's not the still end of the movie. Well, no, well, she was. Yeah, she's got her own things. It's too mm-hmm. late for her, but like she, the the animation, animation just kind of melted her brain. She was not ready for like. She's like, this was made in '88. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It looks better than anything that's coming out these days, too. So. Just like the details in the background and like neon signs, like the illumination from them and just like the tiny, tiny attention to details kind of blew her mind. But she actually uh, enjoyed it and liked it. It was just the it started to get a little weird for her towards the end. So
1: but I also really want to watch the Studio Ghibli films because those are also another example of like they don't have the anime tropes and they're like super good. So I do, too.
0: It's a whole they're family focused and they have like their own genre. Did you catch that? They have their own like. Yep. Did you see this? What What is it called? Cottage? Yeah. What is uh, it? Called?
1: There's slice of life anime, um, which I don't know if that's what it would qualify as. But yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. But the Studio Ghibli sounds like
2: Hallmark movie anime <laughs> slice of life.
1: <laughs> the Studio Ghibli uh, films have always been something that I have wanted to watch, because um, I've heard nothing but good things about them. And like I said,
0: Cottage Core. Cottage Core. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Core. It's like this own. It's like so pure and innocent. It's yeah. Because uh, like, okay. Because like when you look at China and Japan, like Eastern culture or something like that, um, I think I I think I think from my understanding, because I just learned about this last night that there's just like this fantasy fantasy of getting away from the industrial urban life and just living peacefully and quietly in a very simple life, like in a cottage and just taking care of plants and listening to the wind. So it's basically
1: the opposite of Akira. Yeah. If you want, you know, if you want to sit down and relax and watch something nice, you can watch the studio Ghibli films. If you want something gritty and dark, and uh, that'll really make you think about life. You can watch Akira. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm with you, Eric. Though I do wanna I do wanna watch it. So maybe we revisit that um, a little bit sometime, at, and we can come back to anime and we I don't know juxtapose this or something like that against Akira. You know, because the messaging is gonna be different, the the personality, the tone, everything about it is gonna be different. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Again, it's weird. Anime is like this weird thing, especially for people in which apparently Akira did fairly well in, in, in the United States, obviously with the influence and stuff like that. But um, it it makes you want to watch more anime. It's that good. It's like a it's like a gateway to anime, um, and unfortunately, there are a lot of animes that kind of get into their tropes and it kind of are a big turnoff but there's some maybe we'll we'll hunt down those ones that are more like this style.
1: Uh, oh, it was really funny. I was watching uh one of the YouTube videos about Akira and apparently there was an ad in, that they were running in the US when Akira came out on like VHS or whatever that was like the selling point was like, "Oh, your Akira makes Cyber or Akira makes Blade Runner look like Disneyland." <laughs> like it was just that much grittier yep. and darker than
0: Blade Runner and all that stuff, so I just thought. That oh, was I really would funny. agree though. I mean, like Blade Runner isn't is violent, with, like with that one scene where the one replicant or whatever she's like running through the glass while she's being shot. Like that scene was pretty fucked up. But this movie, oh my god, yeah, this movie is pretty mature for sure. Oh yeah, yep. Definitely. And it's just like when you see cartoons, you just don't you you just don't see cartoons do this kind of mature this is a rated r movie this is very very mature yeah absolutely
1: i just thought that was funny um but yeah i mean that's that's about all my thoughts on akira i liked it Um, yeah thanks for picking the picking that's a good nice choice there i didn't even think about revisiting it i said i'm super glad that you know with this podcast i get to have an excuse to watch things or play things that i've been meaning to so this was one that's been on my list for a long time you sent me down a rabbit hole where yeah.
0: I didn't know I was going. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave's like, I got $130, $40 I got to spend on this manga now. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's uh, tough. I might go digital or just first, get the PDF. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep. All right, Dave, any closing comments from you? Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm almost
2: out of, I'm out of words and I'm out of thoughts. Cause it's, it's a lot to take in right there. Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. in general, it's just a, it's a the scope of it and then just the animation of it. It just kind of it's something that you got to watch overload. a couple t- Yeah, you got to watch a couple times to catch everything. I'm I'm thinking so. To be continued.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, we talked a lot about it. I hope people who listen to this, if they haven't seen it, I hope we didn't spoil too much of it. You really just gotta go. It's oh, a we spoiled the shit out of it. I like. know uh, we literally, <laughs> <talking about laughs> we literally everything. spoiled the
1: shit out of it. But hopefully, if someone has it, never please. seen it and we interested them enough to watch it, they stopped in the middle of the episode, went to watch it, and then finished the episode. So, <laughs> yes,
0: that's the hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go watch it. What the hell are you doing? Go watch it. And if and if you have watched it. Um, I hope this made you want to go back and watch it again uh, alright let's take a break and then we'll play our, um, our game of uh, Name That Game I'll be hosting that and then we'll, we'll wrap up alright so we'll be right back after this And we're back, and it's game time. We're gonna be playing Name That Game. Dave, do you want to do you want to do your cute little, uh, <laughs> uh, little auto tune effect? No, Sh-boop. no, oh. we cut out
2: that we no auto tune because not
0: risking it. I don't want to. Not I don't wanna fuck up My
2: audio quality. So we're just uh, just going with the same thing. You can
0: sing it. Feel uh, good. Ahead. So name that game. <laughs> I'm gonna host. Uh, I'm not gonna sing it. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, it's it's easy. Um, I'm going to list off some facts about each of these games. These are video games. And you guys just have to say your name. The first one that says it gets to declare what the game is. If they are wrong, the other person has a shot to, to go, or they can get a freebie, go and get the next detail read to them, and the other person can't say anything because they used it. Um yeah, that's it. Um, are pretty you guys cut ready? Dry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm so ready this time. for action. All right. So there's the theme. So we watched Akira. Akira came out. Oh, sweet. 1988. 1988. Uh oh. Uh-oh. If it has but to do with 1988, Dave's going to get the hold on. Dave's hold gonna win. hold on. Okay. But it takes place in 2019. Oh, twist. Yeah. So I have five games selected. That either came out in two thousand nineteen or nineteen ninety eight or nineteen eighty eight, and don't worry, I'm not picking like a random game you don't know from eighty eight. You probably just know the game, you just didn't know it came out in eighty eight. So just those are your that's your hint. That's that's the connective tissue that I have for um, Akira. Gentlemen, Sweet. are you ready? Let's do it. Fire in the hole. Okay. Here we go. First game. The game had approximately 115 developers working on it, making it the studio's most labor-intensive project. To refine the game's non-verbal communication system, the studio play-tested a game, uh, the game for a month without using any voice chat and applied, applied fake names to the playtesters to predict how the players would most uh, Experienced the game. Huh. The game is built using a modified version of Valve's uh, source engine. Eight hours after its launch, this game surpassed 1 million unique players and reached 2.5 million players within 24 hours. In one week, it achieved a total of 25 million players. With over two million peak concurrent, and by the end of, the, of it, go ahead. Oh, I don't. I don't think this is right.
2: Um, is it Overwatch?
0: It is not Overwatch. Damn it! it, it, it Freebie for me. Um, by the end of its first month, it reached fifty million players in total. All right. Here's the fact that you get to hear without Dave saying anything. The team's design philosophy was focused on chasing the fun and designing all the mechanics around the team-based play rather than the solo play. The final decision on the major uh, design factors, such as the size of the teams, the number of teams, and the size of the map, were all based on what felt most fun to the developers and were strongly guided by gut feeling,
2: yeah. Bring the fun. Nothing. It's not from 1988. I'll give you that hint.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that yeah. one out. <laughs> I have a guess, but I don't think it's correct, so I'm not gonna say it.
0: But I'm hung up on it. Just keep going. All right, <laughs> hey. keep going. Work on the game began around late 2016, though the project remained a secret right up until its launch. Surprise launch. The game's release in 2019 came as a surprise as, until that point, it had been assumed that this studio was working on the third installment of their popular franchise that involved Titans. Eric. Uh, yeah, Apex Legends you got it oh that Apex from Apex the... Legends okay alright you... yes, yep.
2: yes oh, from the communication mechanics cause they brought in that fucking wicked ass they brought in that wicked ping system that works so well for everything right yes that was
0: amazing that makes apparently, sense apparently that was like industry changing too when I was like, oh yeah uh, a, good call. a ton of games have that now, it, it really yeah. is Pings. yeah it, it's beautiful yep so good Apex. job okay Jared. yep Okay. I didn't
1: know that was Val's source engine. Me neither, too, right? yeah. I, I feel like I heard that Shit. tangentially somewhere, but yeah, that one threw me off. Ha! Huh. Because I was thinking like Half-Life Alex, but then I'm like, that's a single-player game you're talking about <gasps> multiplayer stuff. And I'm like, what? Right.
0: All right, cool. All right, ready? Okay. Yep. So this next game. This next game received generally, gener- generally favorable reviews from critics and sold more than 10 million copies. Ooh. It was created with Unreal Engine 4 and drew inspiration from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, and the Dark Souls series. The player travels between worlds on a ship called the Stinger Mantis. Eric? Ooh, you're good if you know this. Go for it. What do you got? Is this... Is this a Jedi Fallen Order? It is, dude. Oh my oh, God. Oh, wow. Sweet. Did you get that because of Damn. the ship? Dave, the ship. I, did the you ship, know? yep. Damn. I, I was didn't like, know. it's either you know that or you don't. And I do not. I'm impressed. Real quick, Sting. if I read this next.
2: What was next, the
0: first one? The first. It just hit me with them all
2: real quick again.
0: Uh, It sold more than 10 million copies with good reviews. Yeah. Um, It was inspired by the zelda wind waker and dark Souls series and it used the okay, yep. for, um, unreal engine 4 dark Souls should have given it so real right. quick though dark the, Souls. the would you have gotten if i said this fact i don't know um the main character is voiced by actor cameron yes Monahan. i w- i okay. knew that yes 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 okay yes. yep monaghan yeah what's he from shameless he's, he's like an upcoming the jo-
1: or uh, the what was the the wbc uh what the fuck was that? I don't know. He yeah, he's Frimson. from w- Yep, he, he played the Joker. I don't know what show that was.
0: Gotham. I think Gotham. Gotham thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right, Eric. Two, two Man, two. I'm getting worked. <laughs> two for two. Two for two. Both okay. respawn.
1: Interestingly, both uh-huh. uh both those games created by Respawn.
0: Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's yep. such a good studio. One of my uh, faves of of the new for sure. They have not made a stinker yet. Um. All right. This next game. Includes no health bar, and being hit will result in instant death. This game has a score of 83 on Metacritic, and this indicates that it has generally higher reviews than probably most games. 83 is pretty high. Uh, The Nintendo Switch version reached 100,000 copies sold within one week of its release. nothing okay the oh, game hold on. also hold features on. Give me, just... the game also <laughs> Give features me. a real-time yeah. conversation system that the player can interrupt
2: were you gonna say something Dave sorry no health bar. no I'm just trying to think for a second here There's no health bar it's instant death
0: good reviews sold a Mm -hmm. shit ton in one week on on the Switch. Oh my god, what the hell? And it has one of those kind of real-time conversations that you can interrupt. Go on. Alright, yeah. Continue. The the game was developed using Game Maker Studio 2 and took six years to complete. Oh, fuck. The game is a 2D action platform video game. It was Published by Devolver Digital for Windows, Mac. Eric, Swi- go ahead. Is this Katana Zero? God damn you! Yes,
2: man. <sighs> oh the ins- that I was trying to think of something with instant death, and I could not come up with anything in my brain.
1: We've talked about this game so much on the
2: podcast just that, I- that just popped into my oh, head. You just, you just. Beat me like a school child. All right,
0: well, let's have fun with the next two, and just we'll just have fun, but Eric won. Congrats, Eric. Sweet.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this game took more than two years to complete at a development budget of about $800,000. If you inflated, that'd be about $1.8 uh, 8 million today. Well, this was the One 1988 of the... game, apparently. <laughs> One of the screenshots shown... <laughs> On the back of the game box, are is a level that didn't make it on the game's final cut. Ooh, Dave, Ooh. Okay. Super Mario Three! Wow, I was just thinking David. that I was just—I oh, con- oh, no. knew that
1: one. I knew that fact. Yep, the
2: that actual fact actually is the one that got it for me.
1: Wow, i mean, i did not know that. You knew that, Eric? I that sounded I Super Mario
0: Three popped into my head, but I wasn't confident enough to buzz in with it. Oh, okay. Also, just real quick, it's the third best-selling NES game. Uh, with more than 17 million copies sold worldwide. Now I got the Super Mario uh, 3 stuck in my head. <laughs> the first, so, so this next game, uh, this is the last one. Fun. The first five stages are based on actual American cities and landmarks, such as Los Angeles, New York City, Las Vegas, North Carolina, and the Grand Canyon. Oh, and uh, Transcontinental Railroad. The <laughs> sixth and final stage is set inside the enemy's hideout. The game is mostly remembered for its Grizzly Continue Sign. Grizzly continue sign. Hmm. A side scrolling beat 'em up game where the player controls a ninja hired to defeat an evil cult led by Bla Blademus. Dave. A descendant of Nostradamus. Go ahead. Is this yeah Ninja Gaiden two? No, it's, it's just Ninja Gaiden. Oh, it's the uh, first one. Yep, released
2: oh, okay. nineteen eighty-eight. Yep. Oh no shit. Yeah, I thought the cult was in the second one, but there's yeah, there's always the dark dragon sword and.
0: Well, I apologize. A apologize, Dave. I, I I guess I should have put the snuck the Super Mario Brothers or the or at least the 88 yeah, give ones. Me the Give me the old games first. That's really funny. I got all the 2019s. Dave got all the 88. Ones. I mean, Dave has played Apex, Fallen Order, and Katana Zero, and recently. So yeah. I, I feel like I, I was gonna say we've all like played all is of these favored games. Favored towards both of you. So the older ones, like because like yeah, Eric, you might not have been there to play Ninja Gaiden and Super Mario Three as much as us. Maybe Super Mario Three, but I don't know. I played a lot of both of those games as a yeah. kid. No, so. you did you did you were in the zone, man. You showed up. Dave's uh got to step it up next next game, slow. right? my slow old man brain can't keep up.
1: I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fallen Order, I'm pretty sure Fallen Order was a clue was one last week too an answer, which is funny.
0: Oh, I feel like I keep picking the same games. Yeah, I know. I Well, I mean, you know, the reality is uh Eric spends most of his time on the Switch. Dave and I spend most of our time on our Xbox. Uh, Dave did you get your switch yet no october the OLED comes out in october we got right. a while yeah so um it's it's hard for us to know exactly what games we're playing if it's especially if it's exclusive but with game pass it's pretty easy because we can at least hop in and play a lot of those games um at the same time so okay let's go check out the social side uh what's going on sure over there um sure yeah twitter uh as always you can
1: follow us at the nomads of fantasy um and this week i just said that we we're watching akira and our good buddy jake Iveson commented saying um that it's a great movie that set the tone for some of the best anime since uh i love the art style in it and have a bad habit of judging other art styles that aren't quite up to the bar that akira that's, set that's tough which is true. Um, can't wait to hear this episode and your guys opinion on it okay so i jake i hope you enjoyed this episode um because i know we had a lot of fun watching this movie and talking about it so yeah thanks for listening um and yeah uh what else um we got our twitch channel that you can follow us there as well it's twitch.tv slash nomads of fantasy um i don't know i don't know i, re- I really want us to get us to uh do a group stream sometime yeah, we should have done back for blood um, actually here
2: while we we're all while we we're all together playing that but
1: yeah that would be fun that would be fun to do um i'll probably just be doing some solo streams here and there but yeah follow us uh for everything we're up to there and then emails as always nomads of fantasy at gmail.com and that's it what do you got dave sweet uh nothing really too crazy
2: um i know that in the next day or so we'll be getting hades on the xbox so
1: we're gonna have That's to right. we'll uh, have, have to get wait. some of that listen and uh, when and you guys playing through that i'm definitely gonna play through that again okay yeah. so keep up uh, okay, keep yeah, an eye yeah, out for the that schedule real quick dave you actually i can yeah, what's
0: what do we got on the docket for next week?
2: the schedule. I think Hades might be next week or the week after, but
0: No, um... I think Hades might be next week. And yeah, then it, there's it, fall it, games preview. I mean, we are recording this on a Friday. It came out
1: la- or yesterday, so what? it will be right for the picking next week. Yeah,
2: Hades will be next week, so yeah. maybe we'll stream some of that and can probably
1: definitely Oh, I can't wait to play some more of that. Get oh. some
2: of that back in the hopper. Now that I know that it's out, uh I'm going to turn off this stream and go download it immediately. I
1: yep. think this will be the first episode where we like actually talk about one video game, you know, like review a video game, which is exciting. And Hades is definitely worth worth it for sure cuz that,
0: that game is incredible. Man, you're really talking up this game, but I'm pumped to play it because it looks gorgeous. (laughs) I hope you
1: guys like it as much as I do um, because I I really love it and I'm excited to play some more of it.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I hope other people are playing with it, uh, playing this game at the same time. So when we release our take on the game and just feedback, it would be really cool to be part of that conversation. So, yeah, if uh, if anybody's doing that with us, uh, let us know. Um, Super Giant okay. makes th- Super Giant
2: makes great games too, so that's I can't I can't fact, imagine yeah. it not being great. So,
1: just just for reference, I played this because it came out last year on Switch and PC. So I've been playing it on Switch a lot, and I played the majority of it last year. And it's just coming out on Xbox and PlayStation now, which is why we're talking about it. So, um, if you guys got Game Pass, check it out on there because. It's, it's worth it if you want to follow along with us.
0: Excellent. Alright, I'm going to go download it. Sweet. Awesome. Alright, we're out of here. Later. See you. Later.
1: you podcasting
2: hello hello again